Week 10 in the National Football League. PJ Candido, CandidoSports.com with Pat D. As always, Pat, what's going on? Just what we need, a little change of scenery, change of date? I hope so. You know, we're, we're facing some adversity this week. PJ's taking a real estate course. to He has to sell a home to recover some of the recent losses <laughs> we've been uh, experiencing. So uh, It's been a tough week. We're at the yeah. Candido residence for the first time this season. First time all year. We're at my house uh, in my kitchen, and we're doing it on At halftime, already on sick tilt. Thursday night as well. Usually we record on Friday, so we're doing it in the middle of the game. Um, so obviously we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, getting late in the season. Again, we've had a couple of bad weeks. So has Vegas. We're going to be on Vegas' side. Uh, I've explained that to people. Um, kind of just have to ride the wave out and hope the public gets crushed like they usually do in the end of the day. Um, Important to note, we're not blindly fading the public by right, any means. Um, it just happens to be so far, you know, the... The SP isolated especially. Those picks have ended up, you know, on the sharp end of things. And right now the Sharps are, are taking a beating. Happens. A lot of variance in these NFL games. Um, it's just it's just part of it. So right. you got to ride it out. It's going to happen. Yeah. Ideally it will come back around. But, I mean, we had, what, six, seven uh, really good weeks in a row. And it's just been a, a bad little stretch here. Uh, and ironically, maybe not ironically, but... It's also been a bad stretch for Vegas, so I don't think there's any... And the bookies and the sharps, everyone's yep. taking a beating. And uh, usually when the, the public thinks they have it figured out, that's when it's going to go bad. So hopefully it'll turn. So let's let's start with the game that we're watching now, um, Panthers and Eagles. And by the time this will be out, the game will be over. It's halftime now. What is it? I think it's like 31-14. Uh, Carolina jumped out to an early 7 nothing lead, looked great in the first drive, and then... Ben throws a 76-yard touchdown to Juju, and then they get a pick six on the next play. It was quickly 14-7, uh, and it's just been downhill from there. Um, short week for Carolina. Um, Cam's getting beat up back there. The O-line's taking a beating. Um, just a tough spot. These these are road short week teams are tough on a Thursday night. They are. Um, you would have hoped that Carolina's a veteran-laden enough bunch to sort of overcome that. Um, I guess defensively they do have some young guys, some some poor coverage busts, some bad post snap communication. A lot of stuff you see in a short week. Yeah, Big Ben's doing everything from the line of scrimmage, and Carolina is not making the right adjustments. That said, they did seem to be tightening up a bit there as that half moved on. The long play to Antonio Brown was good coverage. Last second, the defender kind of got greedy. He wasn't really in good enough phase to be looking back for the ball. He should have continued to squeeze that route to the sideline. That's a rookie corner. He's frustrated throwing his helmet on the sidelines. That's going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't want to live in one-on-one situations against Antonio Brown. I'm not really sure the design of that technique. You can see it right off the line. Sense. Him, him just. That's where he was going. Line. Right. It's like he did a good job on the route. He just the last second looked back for the football and in cover zero there. You got to just keep squeezing it and play it blind. And Pitt's now five and two. This will probably be their most uh, impressive win if they can close out the deal, which it looks like they should be able to do. Um, kudos to them. I thought they'd have a down year. It looked that way to start the year, but they're playing great right now. Their defensive line's finally coming together. They're really pressuring the quarterback. Probably one of the best offensive lines in football. Um, and for Le'Veon Bell, I wouldn't let him come near this team. Why even bother with bringing him in? The distraction that he's tried to cause, uh, it clearly hasn't really affected them negatively. And Connor's been great, but I just wouldn't even bother bringing him back at this point. Right? Yeah, again, I have the same take that I had on it already. I think fresh legs late in the season heading into the playoffs, Le'Veon Bell, it's kind of hard to... It I think that that wouldn't help, but it has to be cleared with the captains and leaders on the team if they right. don't want it to get done. Right. I guess I guess that's what it comes down to. How does the team really feel? Just those comments in the beginning of the year from the old line, they were so upset about it. Yeah, I think they'll they'll sort of follow their coach's lead in this spot, however he he feels about it. Yeah, interesting to see because uh, he he's back in Pittsburgh apparently, uh, as they're getting ready to kick off here. Wow, this is kind of nuts that we're doing. Yeah, this I like it actually. Um, all right, so we'll jump right into Sunday. Um, and and the the lines for week ten. Before we do that quickly yep. though, um, Ravens have a bye week, so we wouldn't wouldn't have touched on them because they played Pitt last week. Right, in my um, lock of the year. Pathetic, 
performance, complete lack of effort defensively. The offense stinks for Baltimore. I'm not worried about the offense. When I see their defensive captains not running to the football, it was a, a putrid performance that makes me not even want to watch the, the rest of the NFL that day because, to me, they don't care, so they why had, should I care? They had so many chances early, too, to get right back in that game, be leading. I just have never seen the team quit on a, a veteran coach like this. That yeah, the Harbaugh has to get fired, like, immediately. Yeah, the Harbaugh situation is mystifying. I mean, he's a good coach. He's good reputation. I thought he was. I guess his... his I think his, he needs a fresh start, His honestly. voice must have gotten stale with those guys because they're not... But even then, like you still have to have personal pride and give effort, and especially C.J. Mosley a number of times walking to the football, just hard to believe. So brutal situation in Baltimore for sure. That uh, happened so fast; they were off to a decent. Yeah, start. they're off to a great start. I think that what they're four and five now. I think they were four and two, maybe. Yeah, must. Be. I think this is three straight losses. I'm not. I'm I not think sure. they're right in the thick. Offensively, of Flacco. His body language is so miserable. He does not like the Lamar Jackson situation. He, he had him wide open. He for just a is pouting and like miserable, and it's just the body language carried over to the defense finally, and they quit. So we, I had a touch on that. That was probably the most disgusting performance of the year. Other than then, um, teams on the bye are Broncos, Charger. No, not Chargers. Broncos, Vikings are on a bye. Let's see who else. Um, Texans. Poor Vance Joseph. Texans some on, uh, on some poor clock and game management last week. Brutal. Again. Brutal, yep. He tried to He's get the 62 yarder at the half, and that got turned around the points the other way and kind of took the foot off the gas late there when they could have got it to a closer range. I, of so, course, had the Broncos as well. Just a brutal a week, one. brutal couple of weeks. Um, all right, we ready? Jump right into week 10. Yeah, Saints Bengals. Obviously, Saints Rams were the game was the game of the week, the game of the year to this point. And. Uh, yeah, it seemed like the Rams were, you know, predictably they were, um, you know, they answered the bell. They were composed just like they've been all year. I think the Saints were just too much for them. And it seems like the Saints are too much for anybody right now. Um, they're just rolling offensively, starting to click on defense a little bit too. Um, and it just seems like their year, like we've said, it's, it seems like it's a, it's a special year over there. And the Rams kind of needed a loss anyway. It's not a bad thing. They're fine. Yeah, the Rams they're, are coming off a series of pretty difficult games. It was a tough ask for them to go into New Orleans and for, win this spot. For sure. I think they made out okay going into that. I think they take a positive away from it. They're right there with the Saints. Yep. You know, the game, a few different plays here or there could have flipped that thing the other direction for sure. For sure. Um, I think the tough. Saints have gotten, unfortunately, I'm, I'm a Saints guy. I love Sean Payton. I like what they do. I think they've gotten to the point where they're probably overrated. I mean, yeah, their their offensive line gets talked about like it's like the you know the late it's good like the, like the early nineties Cowboys. I'm I'm not overly impressed. The guard and the guard center guard combination is solid, but at tackle they're pretty weak. And their running game to me hasn't been good this year. Everyone's saying all their running game is really getting going. Don't they got that guy Armstead who's killing it? I've seen. And their run game is all right, but they're, yeah. they're weak to speed rushers. They just have so many dump off weapons that you know, like Kamara is such a cheat code that it totally neutralizes the pass. They're not rush. to the point yet to, to me where they can line up against non favorable running looks and and run the ball downhill for four or five yards. To I'm me, not, they can't do that. I'm yet. not sure. We'll so see. I can't say that you're a great offensive line unless you can do that. I'm not sure. We'll Des see will that. help. I'm not sure we'll see that exposed this week versus the Bengals, who've been pretty brutal at de- on defense. With that said, it seems like a trap spot here. I don't know if it is or you know if they'll fall for it or whatever, but five and a half at the Bengals. I think the Bengals are – what was their last game? Um, We're off a bye. Yeah, they're off the bye, I thought so. Um, I mean, the Saints, I think they're mature enough not to sleep on any opponent. They're rolling right now. I could just see this kind of being a close game, maybe even a backdoor territory. But, yeah, let's, the Dez Bryant signing. My guy is finally signed. I am now an official Saints fan. TJ has the most absurd man crush on uh, <laughs> on this guy I've ever seen. It's really crazy. <laughs> if you didn't know, I'm now a Saints fan. Who dat? We are a playoff contender, Super Bowl contender. I'm ecstatic. For so my have you always been a Dez guy? And and if so, why? I mean, I was a Romo. I'm, I'm a Romo guy. I was a Romo guy first. But right, Romo's guy was clearly Dez, you know. Did you ever think he was a divisive player or a, a negative impact to the team, Dez? Or you thought that was just outside noise and he was a good good leader and teammate? I mean, he's clearly emotionally messed up, I feel like, just as a person. You know, you can even just hear him in his interviews. He's very emotional. He's very fired up always. It's just kind of how he is. But I didn't think he ever, you know, had, had the negative impact, no. Okay, that's um, fair. But he definitely could have. I mean, you heard people like – I think it goes half and half. You heard people on the Cowboys when he was cut 
completely defend him, say they loved his passion, they, um, you know, they're going to miss him, what, what. And then you, you saw reports like, you know, Sean Lee wanted him out the door. And it's tough to go against Sean Lee and what yeah, he thinks. Yeah, that's kind of all you need to know. Right. Um, that said, I, the Saints have a vision Saints and a plan. A, it's a perfect spot for him. I think he's perfect with, with Peyton. He knows his role. I think he's mature now in this stage of his career. I think it was a wake-up call that he got cut. And he, he took his time to sign. Um, you know, he didn't do it for the money. I, I think he wants to win. I think he genuinely wants to help. And there's a great opportunity in New Orleans because who's the second receiver over there? Yeah, I mean, I, I heard Sean in an interview earlier this year, and he said a big part of him maturing as a head coach was coming up with a clear vision for each position, for each player, you know, a specific role. That's a big part of today's matchup-based NFL. It's not quite a system anymore. It's more taking advantage of your best one-on-ones. Right. And Dez, I think, where he helps is probably in the red zone. For sure. If you put Kamara on one side and Michael Thomas on the other, okay, you could bracket both, but now Dez is guaranteed a one-on-one. So he's going to have a guy that could really go up and get a jump ball, I don't think, outside of those two. So I picked him up in my touchdown-only league, and I, it's like the – Yeah, it makes sense. It, that That's where he's going to be valuable. I think he's going to be pretty – touchdown dependent there's definitely opportunity for targets there because there's not much outside of thomas in terms of receiving obviously besides kamara ingram um but especially in the red zone you know, i'm excited to see him i'm excited to see him on the field i like his game uh he plays with a lot of violence and, and awesome going up and getting the ball so i'm just excited to see him on a good offense and a contender and a place where he he can't you know, I don't think we'll see the the frustrating side of Dez or you know the emotional outburst kind of guy. Well, yeah, that we saw you early. would think he'd be reserved for in sure. A new spot. Gonna, yeah, I think he's mature. I think he's at a different stage in his career now, and, and it really woke him up being cut. So I'm well, excited for it. All that being said, I think the Saints have just gone through such a difficult stretch of games. Really, murderers row. If you go back and rehash their last four matchups, yep. At Cincinnati, off a bye is a tough spot. A five and a half, I think, is way too many points. I'll take the Bengals. I don't think it's way too many points. In terms, like, what, do you think Vegas should have made the line smaller? No, I think that's what the line should be because right, they're okay. going to get a ton of money gotcha. on the Saints. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with but you. But I, I think five and a half to steal at home for Cincinnati. I agree. I'm all over Cincinnati in this spot, too. And Cincinnati is, is right in that playoff spot, five and three. Uh, again, obviously, it looks like Pitt. They're going into the end zone now. Big, uh, what, second and eight. Um, so it looks like Pitt will hang on and go to six, two, and one. Um, Let's not say that yet. we got a lot of football left. I think I'll say I think they're going to go to six two and one, uh, but the Bengals, you know, they're right there at five and three. Even with the loss, they're still in the hunt. Um, and I agree, I think it's a tough spot. So I'll go Bengals as well. I find it hard to believe the Saints are going to go there, win and cover after what they've just gone through. You know, this could be a win no cover spot for sure. Agree. I, I think that's what it is. Probably. We'll move on. Um, Lions at Bears minus six and a half. I can't believe I'm going to do it again. But <laughs> I am going to take the Lions here. It's it's too many points. Um, they were extremely underwhelming against Minnesota in a big game, division game, brutal loss. O line got destroyed. Stafford got destroyed. They're down. Ben just threw a touchdown. They are absolutely winning this game. Um, Stafford pitched the ball back to carry on Johnson. You know, they were still in cover territory. I think it was 17-6, and Stafford made that dumb pitch trying to make a play. It was They couldn't move the ball the whole game. They had nothing going. But that was, that, that, it was a force because of that. And I get it. They needed a spark, but it was, you know, he's getting dragged down, and he just tosses it to the He wasn't to getting dragged him. down. He was getting tackled, I thought. Mm-mm. I thought he had a guy in front of him. That's why he did it. Either way, Johnson wasn't looking for it at all. No, and it bounced off him, and... Viking scoop and score and cover wise that was a killer. Cover wise that killed. The game no, they anyway, weren't. But they weren't. Um, they missed Tate more than I expected. I, they he's do. Sort I of thought like a built-in safety valve, an extension of that's such a push off. By the way, on uh, the tight end. Yeah, Keekley was calling for yeah, it. Just an absurdly bad no call. How could you not call that? Wow. Um, that's on the what is that Jesse James touchdown or Vance? Uncle Vance. Vance has been great for Pitt this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know. He's an extension of the running game. Like I said with Tate, he kind of takes care of the outside zone stuff. And without him, they really were lacking. Offensive line played terrible. Their tackles got abused. 
lot of pre-snap penalties. Just a very, very poor effort. I thought Galladay. Galladay. Oh, he's a stud. They still is, have good receivers. But but he's been bad the past like four weeks. I don't know if they're not using him correctly. I don't know if he. You know, that, he hasn't been bad. He hasn't been. He, he, he has been used. He hasn't been productive. Right. He hasn't been productive. And, and he's played well. And I've seen a couple plays where penalty brought it back, or you know, some something happened. He's where, a vertical receiver. He's not a guy that wants to catch screen passes and run. That's for Tate, sure. And they they need someone to fill into that role. Yeah, where they just gave up Tate, and uh, we'll touch on that later. I guess they wanted to get value for a guy that weren't going to resign. Yes, yeah, exactly. That simple. Get rid the of the story is obviously the Bears here. I mean, are they going to be a contender going forward? Neither of us like them in general. Well, I did. Um, you did. But I did, but yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think that, that. I don't think they're like a contender. I thought they could be if Trubisky took that step. I don't think he took that step. I think he, you know, he could be a product of their uh, their play calling and you know um, game script. But besides that. You know, he's, he. I don't think he's going to go and, and beat a team by himself and have a miraculous you know, uh, performance up with good quarterbacks. Um, with that said, you know, I like Stafford here. I like the Lions. I think it's it's crunch time for them. Chicago maybe. just had an unbelievably easy stretch of games. So they their have. schedule's been very favorable. I think Detroit just played so bad last week. They have to have a good week of practice and play better. Six and a half should be enough to get the cover. Has to be, and I will be on them. I'll be, I, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it for that game, right? Yeah. Falcons minus five and a half at Browns. Another letdown spot, possibly. Falcons have done a great job bouncing back from a brutal early season stretch. They lost three or four games by one score. I don't think score. it's a letdown spot. I think they're still like climbing towards their apex, Atlanta. This. I think people are. They didn't just win a big division game. They beat the crummy Redskins. Yeah, but no one really believes in them on the road. At least I didn't. I don't think people thought they could they could score on the road. And you know, oh. Washington's D was good. Up to that point, and they, they took care of business. Yeah, I liked Atlanta a lot last week. Um, yeah, I think it was kind of more about Washington just not being that good. Um, but well, I, I disagree. Well, I, was, so, so you I think, thought the Falcons played the game of the one, the tied for the game of the year last week. Do you I think gave them a moving forward? Rating. Yeah, I think they're a legit, legit contender. Wow. The issue um, is that what they do lack, obviously, is talent on the defensive side of the ball because of how many injuries they've. Uh, had to go through so far this year. But they're getting Deion Jones back soon. I don't know if it's that this will week be a big help. That's huge for them. The important thing is though they're playing excellent team defense. They're not allowing big plays. They're running to the ball. They're reading their keys well. So you're gonna have to earn it to beat them. An elite offense, a team like the Patriots, is gonna is gonna shred them. But against teams that are not efficient, they're gonna have a lot of success. I think Cleveland sort of fits that mold. And this is gonna be a, a very tough spot for the Browns. The Falcons should blast them to me. They are right in that uh, wild card hunt, especially with a Panthers loss tonight. <clears throat> um, a lot of season. They're a playoff play. team, Atlanta. I'd be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, they still have a little bit of an uphill battle, um, but yeah, they they've won three straight, uh, and it certainly seems like they're getting back on track. I, they're gaining confidence in the offense too. Everything's happening faster. Um, I, I think they're finally understanding Sarkeesian's plan, and he's sort of getting more comfortable. I would definitely agree with that. It's the second year. I thought they would kind of get off to the. I, I like them be, the beginning of the season, and then I kind of fell off them. Obviously, with that, they lost a couple brutal early games by by one. You know, I think they lost to the Bengals by one. Um, another game by four. If they could have got one of those, and they were five and three, the Saints game that I was at in, in Atlanta, they, they lost in overtime. So they've they've had a tough tough. Uh, stretch early, and nothing will matter if they make the playoffs. No, it's a one-game season, and oh, they're a team that no one will want to play. No one, yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Um, anything about the Browns? I, I like they're just so bad, and they just can't, they can't get over that hump. They can't, they can't win games. It's, it's yeah. I mean, they were in an impossible situation against the Chiefs. They were just totally they overmatched. Were right. Too much lateral quickness uh, from Kansas City. They actually hung in the game for. You know, thirty-seven, twenty-one. They were in it still. There were some before then, yeah. Um, strange decisions. They went for two-point conversion all three times, and they missed all. Can three. I touch on my brutal missed week? Field goals, just horrible. I had yeah, sure. I had their over twenty-one team <laughs> points, twenty-one point five, and they went for two three times and didn't get it, so they just stopped at twenty-one. That's amazing. And they got twenty-one by like the third quarter. I was I was still okay, I thought, and they just they didn't get it. So that'll probably be the last time I I That's touched. That's a crappy the beat. Um, but yeah, it was it was a week of crappy beats, so that's kind of how it went. Yeah, I just think a bad matchup again for Cleveland. Unfortunately, right after the firing, they go into Kansas City, Atlanta gauntlet. Why wouldn't they just wait? To, I don't I don't get Cleveland. I don't get their organization. Yeah, it's it's tough. I'm to, not a fan. And this fool Bruce Arians understand. has the nerve to say 
First of all, he acts as if he's Vince Lombardi, saying, "You know, I, I, the only job I would come back for is Cleveland." First of all, no one's asking you back. What has what has Bruce done to you? Nothing. He's just an average coach. <laughs> I'm surprised you even call him average at this point. No, he's he's average. He is, but he he's go, he's making these public statements. Like, I like I like. If they really want yeah. me to come back, I'll go to Cleveland. Like, that okay, is, fine, go to Cleveland. You're gonna stink there. That is a it is a, a ridiculous statement to make, but I, I like I like Bruce Arians. I, I would like it to see him at Baker, to be honest too. Uh, as the Panthers go three and out and punt, that game's officially wrapped. Good thing we decided to do it on a terrible game, so it doesn't even matter for watching. Um, all right, so you have the Falcons rolling there. I'm not sure about that one. Uh, I'm, that, that's one I'll wait for the site to make a pick. Patriots minus 6.5 at Titans. Some respect here for Tennessee after a really impressive win in Dallas. I, Dallas loses to Tennessee at home on, on Monday night, and I feel like the story is always going to be about Dallas one way or another. Um, but I thought the Titans, they, they deserve some, some, uh, some talk. For, for how good they played. I thought they were fired up. I thought they were really focused. I thought they played well. Um, Here's the key to me. Are the Titans the team that they were in the first six minutes against Dallas with ridiculous turnovers, immature, just not prepared to start the game? Dallas for, for or are they the team that, from that point, dominated on the road in a tough environment and got a stable win. You know, th- this game, they're going to build this game up like their Super Bowl for Vrabel. For sure. For and there's some revenge factor here, too. Obviously, Vrabel, no Malcolm Butler, Deion Lewis. There's a few guys. This there. is a tough spot for New England. I think that there's a pretty good chance that they stumble here. You think they, yeah, oh, our Titans can even win? Yeah, because I think that. I do like the Titans to cover. I don't know about win. I know it's a weird week to say it off of, but I don't think Tennessee's going to beat themselves. I think they've kind of gotten over that hurdle. I think they got a nice confidence boost from the Dallas game. Good game for Mariota, too. Made some nice throws. I kind of think that they can control the, the ball and the running game a bit, and uh, and maybe Tom is due for a loss here. He's gone through a tough stretch as well. Six straight for the Patriots after the 1-2 and two start, 7-2. and two. And you guys all know how much I love New England, but I, I just think they're due for a loss here. And Tennessee at home, confident, young team. They're too dumb to realize that they shouldn't win games like this. And like you said, it's going to be like the Super Bowl for them. So oh, yeah. I definitely agree with that that aspect of it. Yeah, I'll take the Titans to cover. I don't know if they'll win, um, but, I yeah, I could see it as well. The only thing I don't like is the short week factor. I, I get it's also a semi-short week for New England. But and they're back home. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, that's a good point as well. Uh, but I'm surprised. I, I, it wouldn't shock me if this spread gets up to seven. I don't, know I don't think they'll go it up to a key number. I think it's going to stay right there. If it does, I, I love the Titans then. But, yeah, I'm just saying I feel like people are going to have to be hammering the Patriots here, I would imagine. Yeah, the problem is in teasers now, then you start getting into some crazy territory if you can get Tennessee up to like 13 and a half. Right, right. Uh, 17 maybe, even three-team stuff. So that that's a big part of the line movements too. I was too. just about to say the teaser factors are so key. In the lines, Vegas, Vegas is losing money two years in a row with two-team teasers in the NFL. I listened to a lot of podcasts this past week where the guys said, if you're betting these games straight up against the spread, you're the square because the teasers are not losing. Yeah. The public chalk teasers are winning every single week. And the money lines, too. I got one of my one of my buddies is like three weeks straight. Straight out, Sevy Platts, um, a, a listener to the pod. He, he's taken, you know, not all money lines, but he'll take like the seven to eight point favorites and just money line them with the with spread he likes. And right. So they've been hit. Essentially the same thing. Right. It is. Teasers. Yeah. Obviously, it may be a lower payout, but so are the teasers. So. Yeah. But I, I think Tennessee takes a step uh, step forward as a player. I'm with you here. here. I, I'm, wow. Playoff. And I had them and the Bears over. They both look pretty solid to start the year. Um, yeah. I'll take them to cover. I don't know if they win the game, but that, that would be a huge win for Tennessee. So. Jags at Colts, minus three. Colts, uh, one two-game winning streak. They're starting to really come together. Both these teams are three and five in the AFC South. Losers, obviously, done for the year, right? Um, Jags are getting Leonard Fournette back and, and supposed to be a full go. I mean, imagine drafting him in the first round. What a bad franchise. What? The, I don't know. I, see. How's it worked out so far? Well, the, how it was playing the first year, they went twelve, what twelve and four, and went to the playoffs and almost beat New England. Be- that was solely because of the run game. I don't know opened about solely from the run game. I feel like that opened everything for Bortles. It kept the defense fresh. It gave them. Their I just think they could have gotten a similar player in the third round or something, and 
built other areas. Offensive lines. Been I agree crappy. with you with pretty much every single team, but I just felt like they, you know, with the last year at least with with how they right. Looked but it was a short sighted. It was a short sighted pick, no doubt. It was like a need based type yeah. deal. I think more teams are going with those short sighted moves these Maybe. days. I don't know. I'm not saying it's right, but I. I I think it's kind of evident that teams are like, all right, we're in position here. Let's see if we can do this three-year window. The question is, the Jags off the bye from the London game, are they going to you know, just tank and nosedive at this point, or are they yep. going to show some pride? That from is what I question. saw, they're weak-minded cowards, and I'll never back back the Jaguars again on, on the podcast. So I'll take the better quarterback, <laughs> the better offensive line, the improving, young, hungry defense at home, lay the three with the Colts. The Jaguars <laughs> franchise should be can- canceled, closed-up shop. I, I it it is really tough to back the Jags. It's it is it's tough to sit here and, and say uh, you know confidently that they're going to cover the spread. I, I'd love to like them, but yeah, how how don't you like the Colts? They're they're going in such the right direction. Doug like Marone should go better, coach Rutgers. He's a perfect fit for Rutgers. Be <laughs> with those losers instead. I agree with you. It, it's tough to back the Jags. I won't be surprised if they come out hot. I mean, we, we've seen games where the Colts just have bad turnovers and fluky stuff happens to them. Like the Jets game, a couple, you know, three weeks ago, right? Um, and, and the Jags, it's do or die here. But yeah, like you said, they're they don't seem like you know a mature, strong team like we thought they were in the beginning of the year. Yeah, they're, they're just they're mentally not. weak cowards. Moving on to the Cardinals, Chiefs. Cardinals, Chiefs, sixteen and a half here. Um, I <laughs> I don't know what the number would have to be for you to bet the Chiefs because bet I mean uh, to bet the Cardinals because it's just like impossible. My only concern is the Chiefs just get bored up, you know up three scores and it's whatever uh cardinals off a bye i think this is the biggest number i've seen for kansas city this year that's true the chiefs if they do take their foot off the gas a bit they they're not the, they're not a super efficient offense they're no, not no. gonna like ground four or five yards a pop they no. need to hit these big home run shots they hit big plays they get chunk plays so i could see a game script where like they're up 14 but there's really no chance for them to score more points i could see them up 20 running it up the middle 28 7 to start you know in the first half and yeah, then it's, it's like, like a slow game it's like 30 right. 31 to 20 you know whatever um, the Cardinals are bad, but they did respond well to Lethwich. That, that was an impressive win before their bye against San Francisco. Um, yeah, I could, I, I, I'd li- I'm excited to see Rosen here, uh, but it's a tough environment to go in. The thing Kansas with Rosen, he, I, he's just not ready. A lot like Darnold, they struggle with reading coverages he's post-snap. He's a, like, a lot like Darnold. I agree From with what I've seen so far, um, simple quarter-quarter-half stuff that San Fran was playing to – um, the three by one checks of Arizona. That's what he picked, carved up late in the game with Fitz and uh, Kirk. That, that's how they. That's how they sort of scored points late against San Francisco. But if you could show some clouded, muddy stuff to him, I, I think he's just going to make a lot of mistakes. The only chance they have is to get a, the running game going. And I believe the Chiefs also have a bye next week before, or is next week the? You know what? Next week might be the the showdown. The Chiefs have a bye in two weeks. Two weeks. So next week's the Mexico City showdown with the Rams. Yep. Okay. So man, either way, it could be a look ahead week for them. Um, where, where they're kind of looking ahead to that week because that's obviously the biggest game of the, the year. The Chiefs are getting a more complete effort from their defense now. They are, yeah. Uh, their offensive line play, I think, is what needs to really start to improve, and they need to build an identity that they can win by ground and pound, and they haven't been Hunt's able to do that really yet. came along, but no, he's I, I agree. Well. It's not, it's it's not like much kind of him running, stuff. Though. Yeah, it's also a lot of passes. passes and, quick yep. game. But I, it's definitely arguable if they could – if, if they can get by with that. Um, it's not like logical, and it's not something you'll see from many other teams at all, but I feel like they're so advanced offensively right now with Mahomes and the, and the weapons around him. Yeah, luckily the Cardinals' defense is, is fairly experienced. I think that they'll they'll hang in there early enough to, to get a cover. So fight, take... fight breaking out in Pittsburgh right now. I think that guy just went for Ben's head. Jeez. Yeah, as you can see, they're fired up for that. Um, I mean, Ben just took off for like 20 yards. He slid and, and someone tried to take off his head. So, obviously some frustration from the Panthers. We were talking in the second quarter. The, the hard thing about the NFL right now, I feel like whatever side you back, by the second quarter you're thinking, wow, how did I back this coach? And there's just a, such a lack of good coaching in the NFL right now. And look at that. Ooh, he caught him. You missed, you missed that? Yeah, I don't care about these bums. This no, look, look, look. Off. Caught him right. Wow. Yeah, um, that's a dirty play. That was very dirty. That was a frustration play. Yeah, that's the guy that the Eagles tried to fight, right? Reed? Yeah. Uh, was that Reed? Yeah. It could have been. It wow. Was. Oh, boy. 
that that doesn't fare well for him. I agree with you. There's just no consistency at all. That's it's why just it's so crazy. It's they the do a poor job in hiring. Like they don't. They're rewarding the wrong people and putting them in the wrong positions. You have to be born into it in the NFL. It almost seems, and it's it's sort of a a weird little fraternity they have, and they're content with these guys that are they just don't get it. I said it before. All right, I said it on our first pod, and I it's it's really just coming to light right now for me how I loved Pittsburgh to be bad this year, and then Bell officially said he was holding out, and I said I think this is what could screw me because <laughs> they just lacked leadership with Bell and AB and Ben. Um, but it just seems like there's so much more of a complete unit with Con- with with Connor back there. Well, yeah, Tomlin's a, a great leader of men. There's no denying it. He's a, a, a four-game manager. He always has been. But, you know, number seven's a heck of a player. He's a Hall of Famer. And with yeah, him no at doubt. the helm, they always have, they're going to have an advantage on these poorly coached teams. So. Without a doubt. All right, moving on. Who, so we're both kind of leaning Cardinals, but we don't yeah. want to bet against the Chiefs. That's basically the situation Yeah, I'll here. take the 16 and a half. Yeah, um, I guess same, but. I don't know. Buffalo, I liked more. We'll get the Buffalo Jets now. Yeah, right now, Bills at Jets, minus seven. McCown's playing. Darnold's foot injury. Not McCown gives him such a better chance to win. It's right now, for sure. I, it's, I, I like the Jets here. I, there's, I, I'm just never betting on Nathan Peterman. The guy is so bad. Darnold, um, you, I haven't been a big fan of his all along. He has impressed me at times, just with his accuracy, but he... He's not a good reader of defenses post snap. If you play vanilla stuff that he can identify, fine. But if you disguise some coverages, his picks last week against Miami were just all disguises, and he didn't see it. And he threw the ball where it looked like it should have gone pre-snap, and they rolled coverages late. And I don't think that that's some. I get a young quarterback like maybe you could learn that's that, but he turned the ball over so much in college. He he did, but he's. I don't so think he's young. a super bright guy. I really no, don't. I don't think he is either. It shows on the field, but he is twenty-one. Like he, he's and he's the Jets coaching young. doesn't give me a lot of Jets coaching. Is, they're gonna isn't great. Their supporting cast isn't great. I think what he's done with what what's around him is pretty encouraging. But he has taken a step back. I feel like as the season goes along, and that's probably more of an indictment on defenses. Uh, you know, like right. you said, like not, in the preseason, people were going nuts on him. It was oh, just it was vanilla coverages, and that's where he's going to shine in a seven-on-seven seven drill. He'll light it up, but once the bullets are live and stuff starts happening post snap, I think it's going to be challenging for him. Josh McCown's over. a pro, one of my favorite players. If you ever hear him talk, he's just the man. He's clearly you know a future coach, um, and, and they're going to play for him. I like I like the Jets here. Yeah, I like Buffalo. They've gotten so many bad breaks the last couple of weeks. It hasn't been as ugly as the score indicated. They're playing their ass off on defense. They really are. They're the second ranked hard. overall defense in the NFL. Are they really? That barely can do anything. Um, if they could somehow avoid some of these turnovers and control the clock a little bit and run the ball, I think if they can get ahead, it's going to be a long day for the Jets. So I'll take the seven points. Um, yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll take McCown here at home. Just waiting on the second and goal from Pitt. Up 38-14 to 14 at this point with the third quarter coming to a close. Would love... They're going to hang 50 on him, I guess. Who's this? That's, that's James, huh? Another touchdown for Big Ben. Um... So next game is Redskins at Bucks. Bucks minus three. Uh, another week, another disrespectful spread to the Skins. Although this time I feel like maybe it's warranted because the Skins have just—they haven't been impressive. They're just all very year. average. Is all they're you very can say. average. They're an and average they, football team. They need the game script to go their way, uh, or else they're just in trouble if they fall behind. With that said, I like them here. I'm gonna back them here. I I faded Fitzmagic last week. I said I said the Panthers would cover. Um, and I feel I feel the same. I just don't think Fitz is uh, that that magic. I I think is kind of over with. Um, Redskins are a little decimated. Tough road game. I'll, I'll still take them. I think they're the better team. Um, I could be way off here. It, it's not one I'm gonna you know high emphasis, but uh, I'll, the Bucks I'll take do the fight. I'll give them credit. They they've gotten behind by a million in a lot of these games, but they never... The only one that they didn't was against Chicago. What's the outlook for Winston for you? Stinks. 
Is he just, does he get a chance in Tampa Bay, or you think that's that chapter's got to be closed? Whatever chance he gets, wherever he gets it, I'm not going to be very excited to watch because I already know what the result is going to be. <laughs> uh, they demand can't. a lot out of their quarterbacks down there, and neither one can get it done. It's a tough spot for Cutter. I don't think he's a bad coach. See, I don't have anything different to say about the Bucks this week as I do last week. I agree. You know, they have good he's, athletes. He's They're not a pretty a bad good team. Coach. Yeah. If you insert a good quarterback onto that roster, uh, maybe made a couple tweaks that they could be. They could be tough. Hundred percent. I think they're ready to take that step if Winston was ready to take the yeah. step, and he's just that's he's just what they not. bet on, and it's going to cost him his job, unfortunately. Yep. Um, I'll take the skins here plus three. Wow. I don't love it. Shocked, yeah. I, but I feel the same. I just I, I don't love it, but they're just they're going to be desperate, Washington. Exactly. They they are they have a better outlook for the rest of the year. They need to they need this, to take care of these. This teams. is like a last play field goal type game, one way or the other. I think. I agree. Um, Chargers minus 10 at the Raiders. Huge spread here after the Raiders got completely embarrassed on Thursday Night Football. What a disgrace. Um, Chargers typically play down to opponents. Maybe not so much this year. Uh, good win from last week for Seattle. Teams typically bounce back from being blown out on national TV like the Raiders just were. It's just tr- tough to trust this Oakland team, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gruden's staff is on trial for their lives right now. I mean, Gruden ain't going anywhere. Right. He's going to so, get his few years. I think right now the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator are really like interviewing for for their jobs going forward. Um, Oakland was totally embarrassing against San Francisco from a preparation standpoint. <laughs> from, from they just showed that they were not ready, ready to play. They couldn't get a simple check accomplished. I'm going to just bank on the fact that these guys are – I'm closing my eyes while I do this because it's so painful to think about Oakland here. But I have to take the 10 points and just trust that these coaches are professional employees of the NFL and they have to give a better effort than they did against San Francisco. Uh, 10 points is a lot of points to give in Oakland. I also think that it's like this is the point where it's almost impossible to bet on Oakland. And that, that's when they're going to cover and, and show up. Um, I mean, it shouldn't take too much of an effort to cover a 10-point spread at home against a team in the Chargers. I'm going to call the San Diego Chargers for a couple more years, I think. Um, Chargers are explosive, though. They can they break, were, the, but I, they can I break those 70 yards. very closely. It was all just mental errors and missed assignments and busts. Seattle's Seattle a good team, atrocious though. last week. Very down on Seattle. Wow. Um, Seattle I understand now why they are relying so much on the running game because defensively they aren't they aren't who we thought they were. I'll, I'll give a Denny Green shout out. Um, Seattle has some guys that want to fly around, but their linebackers played putrid. I think um, the Chargers' win was inflated last week. I'm going to take Oakland plus the 10 at home. And the Chargers are everyone's, you know, Darling, this darling, year. dark horse team. I, I'm over them, so definitely. This That's is, all I have on a, that game. This is a classic letdown spot. It's a classic Chargers letdown. Um, so I'm with you. I'll, I'll take the Raiders. Um, wow, I think the Panthers just fumbled on the kickoff, and the fifty Steelers, Steelers are putting a fifty burger in the third quarter. <laughs> Not even the game. Unbelievable. Uh, Dolphins at Packers minus 10. Packers finally get a favorable matchup. Talk about going through a, a murderer's row. This is it. Yeah, um, they went through a tough tough slog there. Tough, tough stretch uh, for the Packers. They finally get a nice matchup here with, with Brock Osweiler starting for the Dolphins. I love the Dolphins last week. I had them one of high emphasis. Um, I, this this isn't the week for them, though. This is, this is a tough spot for them. Again, I mean, I... I like Green Bay here, but this is a game where I'm so nervous that in the second quarter I'm going to be like, how did I take McCarthy over Gase? Because it just this is a very wide gap. There has coaching aptitude. It is, and there has been a just that stink feel to this Green Bay team. Like I see, I don't. We're way different on Green Bay. I think this well, is the think, best they've played in a long time. Oh my gosh, that's. That, that's I guess because I'm looking, at, I I see things more from a defensive perspective. Their defense has been. That's probably for sure. why I. I, I think it's, it's not that I'm ignoring the offense. Though. I think they have young players offensively that are learning, and they're going to get better. My stink more lies within just like the coaching, the, the coaching and the culture. Right. It, it seems. I like, guess I've kind of always thought that was there, so I'm not really seeing right, any change it, of it now. Definitely, it, it it was there for the last couple of years. We I think we talked about this last week. It's it. I think it's just more noticeable now. I think the public's picking up on it. But what I would like to do is, if I can go to the Packers locker room and ask them, <laughs> do they feel comfortable with where they're at in the division? Because they're fine. Like these losses that they just had to the Rams and the Patriots do not mean anything. 
They, and they only have four losses on the year. They're, they're fine. fine. They're yeah. totally fine. Yeah, and this and this division keeps so, going but back. I want to know. I need. A, I, I wish I was in Green Bay for like local radio and stuff to hear like what is the pulse like around that team right now because they should have built confidence after these last two weeks. I think they took the best two teams in the NFL toe to toe. A fumble here and there. They could have won both games. They should have at least won one. I know. I just I feel like if they did win one, then we're, we're completely having completely different conversation. Um, I just don't know which way that those losses bring them. If it, if it deflates them or or they act like what you're saying, it kind of says, oh, we went toe to toe with the two. But they sh- they oh, they better be spinning it that way. I, I mean, that's how what any competent coach would do. So right. I, I'm hoping Rodgers, maybe Rodgers will take over and, and sort of make it. This is the point where, only where he deal. usually does take over Rodgers. It's uh you know week ten going into that final stretch. They need they need to start winning because if they lose this game, they're done. Obviously. Yeah, they can't lose to the Dolphins here. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, Miami beat a high school team in the Jets last week. I don't see them going into Green Bay and, and competing. Speaking of, of of that, what you just said, and I, I hate to go so off topic here, but I saw a line. Um, well, first of all, the combo came up from from Zion and Williamson and R.J. Barrett for Duke the other night, and they were incredible. They, they literally look like NBA players, especially Barrett who for some reason isn't getting as much hype. They keep loving Zion, but Barrett's the better player. Yeah, I've never heard of Barrett until you just said that. See, like that's Barrett's literally the better player <laughs> on the team. Is he a guard or a big Yeah, guy? he's a guard. He's like a 6'7 or 6'8 guard who could do everything that you Shoot want. Shoot the three? To. He could do everything. Drive, finish. He's a complete killer. He's from Canada. He's the number one recruit. He was the guy, um, number one team right. in the nation on Fl- Mont uh, Verde, Florida. Before you get to your point, congratulations on everyone um, – they're still giving you five to one on Duke to win it all, and everyone on my timeline is certain that that's going to happen. Yeah, so going congratulations on your your nice score at five to one. Uh, I guess just get as much in as you can on it because typically <laughs> everyone said that Duke won it all. Right? Honestly, though, in November. I, I mean, what? I would be shocked if this team, unless injury, did lose. Though seriously, okay, I'm this offering year's... five to one. Anyone wants? Uh, I'll take page. you. I'll take five to one with you. Okay. Oh, good. We'll have a conversation. Five hundred minimum. <laughs> um. But anyway, my point was I think I saw like a spread, a make-believe spread that Vegas actually posted. It was like Alabama at the Bills. And it was like Bills minus 28 and a half. And pe- like how can you argue – the Bills would win the game 65 nothing. We're on, we're on the same page with that, right? Oh, no. I mean, I don't know about 65 nothing, but they would crush them. They would crush so, them. Okay, yeah. yeah. It, like crush. Was, where did you see this, that they made a line? I, I saw a tweet, and I saw it was a legit line, like 28 and a half would be the line. And I'm just like, how, are people really think that a college team is going to play with these professionals? People act, actually have that opinion. I thought that was just so crazy. Uh, and, and I got. I mean, twenty eight and a half is a pretty big line. What do you want it to be? Fifty. <laughs> I mean, the Bills could just Bama could take a knee and like kill clock. I guess, you know? but again, I, I feel like they would just get dominated in all states. Yeah, it's a, it's a dumb argument. No it college team is ever beating a pro team or None. even close. Yep, so. exactly. That, that was, I just wanted to touch on that because I but saw that today. Point was, taken. This is one of the worst NFL teams we've seen. The Cardinals, I think, are probably worse. I was going to say, yeah, the Bills are a bad example because they they, they could play. <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit. Yeah. No, they and could, Bama is I mean, we saw him play with the Patriots. Did you, did you watch any Bama LSU? I did, and I took them. I, how can you not? They're they're incredible. They they're finally special. got a they finally got a quarterback. It's the same Bama stuff. They dominate everywhere, and they they've never had a good quarterback. And now they. What do you think of Tua? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's incredible. He's incredible, uh, right? Like I haven't really gotten to break down much coaches' tape on it because it's hard it's, to access college film. Uh huh. And I'm so, sure it's tough to evaluate him. He does his, have guys typically wide open. Right. He's got a great <laughs> line. He's got everything. He's a great coach. But he he seems like a special player from everything I've I've heard. But I'd like to watch some tape at some point when the season ends. Yeah, uh, I think you could. Well, you it would take him up. It. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's what I, I think I've seen. That's what people. It would do. take a monumental effort for Bama to lose, and what they what Saban's built there. They have a tough stretch impressive. though, right? They got like three. You know, they've been teams. nine and zero oh, eight of the last nine years. Really? At some point, like, how could you what's be that more, consistent? What's more impressive, Alabama's run in college or the Patriots in the NFL? Patriots. I mean, right? I, they're just two two titans. I mean, I guess. I guess New England's is more impressive because of the salary cap. And right, it's, tough it's, to it's just tougher. Be in the that, NFL. You can't be that dominant physically. Alabama's dominant physically, uh-huh, uh-huh. as well as you know. Yeah, New England's light well years ahead mentally, leadership wise. 
Right. Yeah, and New England does it with the same. If you mixed up all the players, the Patriots would still win. Right, like, right. At the end of the day. Yeah, Bama's Bama has recruits. Bama, as far as you know, business is concerned, or run as efficiently as anything. Just right. every year they just... Eight of nine they, years, they nine and oh. That's incredible. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Wow. Um, yeah, they, they have a tough stretch, though. That's a good... That, that makes for a good uh, last few weeks of college football. What do they have? Georgia? Mississippi State this Mississippi week State. is a tough spot for them. I actually yeah. like Mississippi State with the points, so... Oh, I hope that's not one of your plays, is it? It is. We're going for seven straight I, winning I weeks hate, in college football. I hate when <laughs> I hate when you do this. I'm going to complain to you as a seven, <laughs> seven straight weeks positive. You've done a great job. I hate when you take the, the sharp sides against, you know, Bama or... It's oh, I just hate it because I I want to trust you obviously, but it's like wow, you're this guy's making me bet against Alabama. Um, yep. But yeah, CandidoSports.com. Your picks have been dominating. A little bit reminiscent of two years ago, the, the best run we've ever seen of all time. That was pretty good. <laughs> Unbelievable. But uh, all right, back on track. Seahawks at Rams minus ten. Big spread here. Uh, tough stretch for Seattle. They're at the Rams this week, and then they're home versus the Packers, and then at Carolina. Have Vikings and the Chiefs later in the year as well. Um, besides that, they have like the Cardinals twice, and, and maybe the Niners twice, Cardinals once, something like that. Um, but with that said, I, I agree with you. They were bad last week. Um, I, I thought those few weeks where they played really well was, was kind of going to be an anomaly, or it was at least surprising even at the time. From the defensive side of the ball, it really was, because we see how inept Detroit actually is now, and uh-huh. a couple of those efforts where it looked like Seattle's D was back. The Seattle's D is no good. They do have a good running game. They've really developed that. They're pounding the rock. Very impressive. But... You can't do that and stick with the Rams. They already almost pulled it off once against them. They're not going to do it in L.A. This is think. a vicious rivalry. These teams hate each other. They I really do. It's a, this is a good game. I don't think the Rams were too pleased with how that game went down in Seattle. No, I think they're going to try to they're I think they get right this week. Yeah, I think they want to cover that spread. And coming off a loss, I think they show... Um, you know, we're we're not faltering now. We're we're right back on track. That's a, you know they they have issues. The Rams. I don't think this is a team that can exploit them. I don't think they're great on the back end and the secondary. Their defensive line play outside of Donald is a little bit inconsistent. I think is Definitely. the word for it. They're, Donald's they're athletic at linebacker, which is not good for Seattle. I think it's just a bad matchup for Seattle. I agree. Uh, their, their chance was to beat them in. It, out in Seattle the and first a, time around. And again, a tough time to play them uh, coming off their first 52 losses. 52 to 14 here. Yeah, so much for our debut of doing it live during the game and talking about the game. No one's even watching at this point if you're listening. Yeah. There's no way you're watching this Unless you're live betting. Yeah. Oh, that Pittsburgh is minus 50 and a half. Yeah. Um, all right, so I, I'm on the Rams here. I think high emphasis too. I, I like them to blow out Seattle. Cow- you, you too. All right, Cowboys. At- I heard an interesting thing. Pete Carroll is probably one play call away from being a Hall of Fame coach. With the Super Bowl, right? Two Super Bowls, dominant. I'm shocked that you're on that side of of things. You know, you're you're on the uh, yeah. They should have handed it off to Marshawn. Like you're the classic. Oh, of course, they should have handed. You're it off the classic to guy that would be like, no, the coverage was showing this. And that was the worst. Uh, that was a. My that was worst, worst swing ever, gambling, right? yeah. It was a $30,000 swing. Jesus Christ. I watched that game with a good friend of mine on, on the coaching staff at Susquehanna, and I just remember sitting in the living room on Indian style for about an hour and a half after the game, unable to speak. I just Unbe- couldn't believe they wouldn't give imagine. the ball to Marshawn. I mean, I can't imagine you there, but I also can't imagine when they made that circus catch to even get down in the, in the red zone. That was a crazy I felt game. like they were going to get... I felt Something like that nice. drive was going to result in a touchdown the whole time. The catch, yes, was lucky, but I felt good about it even yeah. before that play. Yeah, no, I, I agree. They had that match. Seattle, those couple years were... Russ, man. Yeah, Russ, for sure. One an of all-time my, great. Has, has become one of my favorite players, too. He's just incredible. He's a le- legit magician. Um, all right, we ready to move on from that, though? Yeah, of course. Sunday night, Cowboys at Eagles, minus seven. Eagles seven off- is bizarre to me. What should it be? Uh... Five. True. Um, I don't think it's that bizarre. Eagles off the bye. They added Golden Tate, who is notorious for killing Dallas. He did it earlier this year. Um, I, I just that's a good point with Tate. Uh, my thing too is Dallas's O line. It's it's been brutal. 
if you've watched, and they're going into mm. a hostile environment versus a good D-line who's been that excellent. Could be a problem. Who's been excellent against the run. I, I can't see Dallas covering here. I know they're on prime time. I know they're coming off the prime time loss. This is a classic Dallas spot where you know they, they, they cover. But um, even me, who I, I don't think the Eagles are, are that good, I think they're going to look really good Sunday night off the bye. They're, they're going to kind of look like, uh-oh, here come the Eagles. Yeah, it, it may take a little more time for Tate to find his niche in that offense. I don't know if he's going to be he's an immediate impact. I, I don't know if he'll explode, but he's a veteran guy. And, you know, a, I, I more mean for how they want to use him, like yeah, for yeah, them yeah. to sort of find how they want to do it. Not Fair. for him, exactly. Um, I, I don't think Dallas played as poorly as you may have thought if you watched the game. Yeah, they were controlling the Tennessee. game. I mean, the, the Titans just played a very efficient game after the first yeah. the, the first few drives. And they, Dallas mysteriously stopped running the ball. I know they eventually had to, but... There was, uh, they also missed a million holding calls on Tennessee on the second level. Um, it looked like all of a sudden Dallas couldn't stop the run. When you watch the tape, man, they were grabbing like you couldn't believe. I'm shocked they didn't get the call at home. So t- tough breaks for Dallas, but I, I, I thought that they showed some positive things. I thought Cooper looked pretty solid. Cooper looked great. So I, I'll take the seven here in a bounce-back spot. I think division game, they know each other well. I, I, I just think it's too many points. Yeah, I, I hear you with the division game. They and I, again, well. they the Eagles, I, I'm down on their last win because it was against Jacksonville, the, right. the, the closed franchise. I, again, I just think off the bye, this this could be a spot where people start saying, uh-oh, here come the Eagles. Like I, I just, Right, yeah. I see. The narrative definitely fits that. Right. But I'm, I'm trying to avoid going too much down the narrative road. Uh, but I hear you. It makes, it makes sense. Giants at Niners, Monday night. Great game on Monday Night Football. Um, Giants off the bye versus pretty terrible Niners defense that's pretty banged up. Um, what did you think of Nick Mullins, quarterback filling oh, in? Oh, actually, this is a, funny. This is one of my other worst gambling defeats of all time. The Giants 49ers uh, NFC Championship game oh, where they muffed two punts. My God. That T- Muffed two me. punts. They blew down the fumble of the Giants early. That game was atrocious. The Giants game. buried me that whole playoff run. I was against them every game. The first run the Giants had, I was on them every game. Oh, it came back. Around. I actually thought they would beat New England outright. They did. The, the next time the eight, around, the eighteen and zero. You thought, yeah. They were, wow. The next time around, though, I gave it all back, and the Giants just got every break you could possibly get. Unbelievable. Uh, the Niners are inflated off that performance against Oakland. Oakland wasn't prepared to play. I think the Giants really want to win. Um, I've seen some subtle improvements from the Giants. I know people probably think I'm crazy, but no, I agree. I've seen some improvements in their competitive spirit, at least. I, I think they're going to get. I think the Giants win this game. I think this they get is one really too. bad if they don't win this one. Um, I, I think they get one too. Uh, I think people are probably going to be high on on this Mullins kid. He looked good, uh, but I think it was more about just the coaching and what they had drawn up. Shanahan's excellent. He's excellent. Like. <laughs> The Niners are in they're an okay spot. Like I wouldn't be panicking as a Niners fan. The future's bright. I don't. I, obviously, Jimmy G's still unproven. He's gonna have to come back and play well. But they have a little bit of that Rams identity to them p- potential. The Giants like to play some exotic zone blitzes. I think that's gonna screw Mullins up. I I don't think that they're gonna have nearly the success they did against Oakland. I agree. I like the Giants big here. Yeah, um, so. That wraps us up. College picks are on. College picks are on. You're going to have to double down because we're already on one with uh, Thank God I didn't go our buddy Ron Rivera. Thanks for listening. Tune back next week.